Samuel Broden, a kindergarten teacher with a lot to say. And this is Embracing Childhood, where we have candid, casual conversations on childhood. I'm ready to talk. Are you? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to our third episode of Embracing Childhood, the podcast where we have candid and conversations on, you guessed it, childhood. (laughs) I'm really, really excited about our conversation today. This is probably one of the things that I speak most about, just my normal day-to-day conversations, and also probably the thing that I speak most about with my children. And I'm really, really excited to share it with you today. I hope you're excited too. So today we are going to be talking all about what it means to create a kind environment. Now, when I'm talking about environment, we're talking about your classroom, your home, your in-home program, whatever it is that you have, whatever environment that you spend time with your children in. That's what we're talking about today. All about making that environment really kind. A little backstory here. Being kind is, to me, the most important thing for anyone, really. It's all about being kind to each other. And especially through everything that we've all gone through, it's more important now than ever, I think, for people to just be kind to each other. I've always felt that way, and I've always wanted to bring that into my work with children and really just show them what it means to be kind and how important that is in our world. Hopefully get that to stick with them after they leave me. They're really only with us for such a short amount of time, and then they go on to so many more years of schooling and everything, and it's sometimes hard to (laughs) imagine or believe that the things that we talk with them about stay with them that long. I hold on to the hope that it does, and I do all I can to make sure that I'm instilling in them that as much as possible. But anyways... Being kind is super important, and I tell the children all the time that that is the most important thing for them to know and for them to do. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this idea of a kind environment. First of all, I want to talk about how important the environment is for the children, for their development, and for their learning. So let's go all the way back to our classrooms to our programs, and the way that we set this environment up. So before we talk about making it a kind environment, any of that, we're going to talk about why the way the environment is set up, both physically how it's set up, and then both how it's set up, and then also how it's set up emotionally and socially, are why those two things are so important. So when we think about our classrooms and we think about our programs and we think about the setup, right, the arrangement of the classroom, the very first thing that we do when we either get to a new classroom, new year, whatever it is in your program, we're always looking at what does the environment look like and what do we need to do to it. 
So, of course, we have these ideas of like, okay, don't put the loud center next to the quiet center. Don't put the blocks next to the library. All those types of things, right? It's super important to make sure that the classroom is set up in a cohesive manner, that it's not cluttered, that there's a place for things, that there's a routine down, that it's expected. They know where things go. They know what things are. They know where things are. They know where they can go. They know how the flow works of the classroom. That's super important. You know, if you have a super cluttery classroom where there's just stuff everywhere, right? All their stuff, all your stuff, everything is just kind of all over the place. The look of it is very chaotic and the chaotic look of it is going to transfer over into the feeling that people get when they come in the classroom. And it's going to feel very chaotic and it's going to feel very out of control and it's going to make me, the child, feel like there is no control and so I'm going to act appropriately because of that. On the other hand, when you have a classroom that is calming, that is welcoming, that is cohesive, that moves freely, all those things, it's going to create that exact response in the child as well. So it's super important, starting off with the way that the classroom is set up and the way that the classroom looks. Both super important things. We don't want to gloss over that. It's very, very important. For me, what I always try to do is create a very home-like atmosphere for the children in the classroom and really kind of create a strong bridge between that school life and that home life, you know, especially for these young children who have only spent time at home. <laughs> they've only been at home and they've only been here with us. And so we want to make sure that we're really connecting those two pieces. And for me, I try to make it as home-like as possible. So ways that I do that, the children, we take our shoes off when we come in the classroom. That's a huge piece for me because for me, at least in my family, and me growing up, wearing shoes in the house is a no-no. It's definitely not something that we do. And sometimes if I am running out there and I forget something and I happen to run back through the house to the kitchen to get something in my shoes, I feel like I'm doing something crazy. So we take our shoes off in the classroom and that already sets the tone of something that's calming and something that's welcoming. And you can really just relax and be yourself. That's really what the point and what the goal is for me of that. And then also... I put home-like touches into our classroom as much as possible, whether it be curtains, whether it be pictures, whether it be blankets and pillows or whatever it is. I really try to make it as welcoming and as calming as possible. The music, the lighting, the smells, all of those things lead into what the environment feels like. So we have oil diffusers that smell nice. You know, I have calming music playing in the morning when they come in. The lighting is very welcoming. Everything is very soft. Everything is very comforting. I want the children to feel safe and I want them to feel comfortable in being themselves. And so by doing each one of these little pieces, I'm hoping to elicit that out of the children, right? Then when it comes to shelves, activities, things like that we have for the children, I make everything is as natural as as it can be. Actually, it is natural. There is no other option for me in my in my environment, in my classroom. All the materials are real. All the things that the materials are in are real. Baskets, wooden things, stuff like that. 
I mean, I guess real is a weird word to say because plastic buckets are technically real. I stay away from anything that is plastic or primary colored, anything like that. We have lots of earth tones, lots of muted tones, and everything that the children are using is actual real material. So let's say they're playing in like the dramatic play, the home living, the home area, whatever it is that you call it. The dishes, the silverware, the pots, the pants, all those things are real. No plastic things. Glasses, cups, silverware, plates, clothes, all those types of things are real. I go to the Goodwill, I make a haul, and I bring it there. And I try to make everything as real as possible. Because why not? Like, the children should be exploring with real, actual things. And lots of people always tell me, like, oh my god, I can't believe you have a real plate in this classroom. Those kids are going to walk away with that plate, and it's going to fall down, and it's going to break. And then what are you going to do? And I'm like, well... Why don't you tell me what you would do at your house if you dropped a plate on the ground? Well, I don't know. I will probably sweep it up and da 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 Okay. So that's exactly what the children are going to do. And they're going to learn naturally the consequences of carrying too many plates or not using two hands or whatever it is, right? And they're going to learn that responsibility and it's going to really create that really strong sense of who they are. So that's a huge part of creating the environment, right? We want somewhere that's calm. We want somewhere that's welcoming. We want somewhere that feels like home. And we want somewhere that they feel safe. And those are some ways to do it. The way it sounds, music, things like that, huge piece of it. The way it smells, diffusers or air fresheners or candles, whatever you can have, I would have. That's really helpful. The way it looks, is all of those things work together. And I'll put some pictures up of what my classrooms have looked like over the years so you can kind of get a view of what that is. But yeah, so that's a that's the first thing that we want to talk about. That's super important. When we're moving on to creating a kind environment and a culture of being kind in our classroom, that's something that comes from us and our conversations with the children and what we help them to know about. And so for me, it's really, really important to start this conversation with them about what it means to be kind and really create that as the benchmark of what our classroom is. You know, this is what we are. You know, we are a kind classroom. This is what we do. This is what we're about. This That's all of it. So that's really, really, really important. And for me, it's something that we talked about that I talked about with the kids every single day. It was something that we talked about every day during our morning meetings was we're being kind. This is what being kind is. How are you being kind? And it's also really cool. And I'll share a little anecdote with you about how we create that type of kind in our classroom. So during our morning meetings, we kind of just sit and we just talk. We talk about what's going on. We talk about how they're feeling, if there's anything they want to talk about, or if there's anything they want to share with each other. It's just really a space for open conversation and sharing and supporting each other and helping each other through all of that. And it's really, really great. So we do all that. And then at the end of our meeting, we always do what we have now termed our kindergarten kindness pledge. So it's really, really a cute thing. What we do is we'll have our morning meeting, we'll have our conversations, we'll have our talk. 
Then we'll do a little bit of our mindfulness activities. We'll do some tapping. We'll do some breathing exercises. We'll do all these kind of mindfulness intention-based activities in the morning for our day. And then we end with this kindness pledge. And so we take our hands and we find our heartbeat. And so once we find our heartbeat, we kind of sit for a minute and talk about how our heartbeat feels, that it's the reason that we're alive, that our heart is very important, that it's who we are, all that type of stuff. And so we'll feel our heartbeat and we'll keep our hands in our heart. And then at the same time, we all say together our little kindness mantra, which is, I'm kind to myself, I am kind to others, and I'm kind to the environment. And then we place our hands together in kind of like a little huddle type of thing, all of our hands on top of each other. And then we say together that we are a kind kindergarten. And it's really a great thing. It's really beautiful. It's amazing to see. But that's what we've created as the culture of our classroom. You know, there are no rules of the classroom. Stop running. Don't yell. Whatever you're thinking, right? Our rules of the classroom, which we call our agreements of our classroom, is what we just said. I'm kind to myself. I'm kind to others. And I'm kind to the environment. Anything that's happening in the classroom, if I notice that I'm like, hey, that is like not cool, right? Like, okay, whatever they're fighting, whatever it is that they're doing. Instead of saying, hey, you're not supposed to be fighting. Hey, you're not supposed to be standing on that chair. Hey, whatever, right? We always just say, think about what you're doing right now. Are you being kind to yourself? Are you being kind to others? And are you being kind to the environment? If the answer to any one of those questions is no, then we know that that's something that we should rethink that we're doing. And we can have a conversation about what that looks like and how I can help support them to get past that. So instilling that in them through all the things that we do throughout the day is super, super important. And they talk about it throughout the day when they're playing, when they're outside, when they're doing whatever I'll hear them say to each other. You're not being kind to others. You're not being kind to the environment. You're not doing this, whatever it is. That word of being kind is constantly in our classroom and it's constantly happening and it's really really great to see it does change the culture and the environment of the classroom it does change that the behavior issues that you know you may see when you first start out in the classroom you know the behavior issues that i observed when i started in the classroom you know those are all gone there is none of that when i go into the classroom for the first time they're like oh gosh that kid over there Good luck with him. He was in the office every day. That kid over there, watch out for him. We had to call his parents and he had to go home every day. So for me as a teacher, I'm not about that. I'm not about sending a child to the office. I'm not about sending a child home because that's not solving whatever the struggle is that's happening in the moment. Now that we've created this culture of being kind in our classroom, those things don't happen. The children change. The children become more kind when they're immersed in an environment that is kind and supportive. That's what it's all about. It starts with us. It starts with us being kind to the children. It starts with us being kind to ourselves, with us being kind to our coworkers, us being kind to our supervisors. That's how it all starts. 
So that's very, very important. And it's very important for us to instill this idea in them over and over again. So it's something that we're always talking about making sure that we're kind to ourselves. It's very, very important. And that is the reason why I made it the very first thing that the children say, because I want them to understand how important it is for them to take care of themselves, how important it is for them to practice self-care and mindfulness and positive self-talk. All of these things are very, very important. And they're all things that took me a very long time to understand, and I'm still trying to understand, and I'm trying to save the children from doing that. I don't want them to have to go through that. So I'm trying to instill this idea of being kind to yourself as the very top thing that we want to be doing. And then, of course, we move on to being kind to others. That's always important. You know, in my classroom, we never talk about how we're all friends because we're not. I'm not friends with everyone that I spend time with. I'm not friends with everyone that I work with or go to school with. So it's really ridiculous that we are expecting children to be friends with everybody. And so I let them know that you don't have to be friends with everybody. We're not friends with everybody. And that's okay. But we do need to be kind to everybody. Everybody deserves kindness. It's really important for them to know that because I don't want them going on through their life thinking that they have to be friends with everyone or thinking that they owe people anything. They owe anyone a friendship. They owe anyone anything else. They're their own person. If they don't want to be friends with somebody, they don't have to. And they have the ability to say that as long as they are kind. So that's a huge part of it. And then we end with being kind to the environment. We talk a lot about our connection to Mother Earth and our connection to each other and how the earth and nature and the environment connects us together and how important it is to take care of that and be kind and respectful to that. So that includes things like being kind to the environment by not killing bugs, not ripping things off the tree, and really just understanding the beauty of nature and what it means giving the children as many opportunities to be connected as one with nature and really feel their connection to it. It's very, very important. And so those are the three things that we talk about. The children, it's something that we talk about throughout the day because when issues do come up, when things do come up, we sit and have a conversation. I sit and have a conversation with them about, are you being kind to yourself? Because sometimes that happens, you know, sometimes they feel badly because they can't do something right? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So one of the mantras and one of the intention kind of pieces that I talk with them about is the idea of changing the way that we talk to ourselves because it's so important. Instead of saying to yourself, "Ugh, I can't do this. I'm stupid. I'm whatever. I can't do this, right? We change the language of that from I can't do it to I can't do it yet. And that last piece right there is super, super important because it gives them that sense of it's okay that you don't know how to do something right now because there are lots of things that me as an adult, I don't know how to do yet. And that's completely okay. And sometimes there's things that I probably won't ever be able to do. And that's okay too. So instead of this whole kind of facade that we want to put into these children about, oh my gosh, you should be able to do everything. If you can't do it, ugh, 
whatever, right? Because that's how society views everything. That's how it looks at us. If I have a student in the classroom who can read, the children who can't do that yet tend to feel a little bit more self-conscious. And so it's really important for us to have that kind of change of the way that we speak to each other and the way that we speak to ourselves. So we do that a lot. I can't do it yet. We can do it. Let's work on it. How can we work on it? I'm in the same boat. Really creating these conversations to really make them feel confident and safe and comfortable with who they are and what they can do and what they can't do. So that's super important. So all of these things are really how we create that kind environment and that kind classroom. That's how I do it. And it's so important to me because that's really all I want them to learn. I want them to be kind. I don't care if they know all their letters. I don't care if they know all their numbers. I know. I know. Come at me in the comments. I know it's horrible, but I don't care because all those things they're going to learn. They're going to learn all of those things, but they're probably not going to learn how to be kind to themselves. They're probably not going to learn how to practice self-care and mindfulness. They're probably not going to learn how important it is to be kind and respectful and at one with nature and the environment. When they move on to other classrooms, it's probably a very good chance that they're not going to learn those things and they're just going to be learning academic stuff. And so for me, it's my job and it's my responsibility to teach them those social and emotional skills that they need and that we want them to have if we have any hope of having a better generation of people. Um, so anyways, that's how I do it. It's very, very important to me to create a kind environment. We start with the way that the environment looks and the way that it feels. We also start with ourself as the guide, ourself as the guide of what is kind. We are kind to everybody. We are kind to people that we're not friends with. We are kind to people that we don't agree with. We get in disagreements with people and we solve those disagreements in a kind and positive way so that children can see that and can have an example of what that means. It starts with our conversations that we have with children about what it means to be kind. It starts with us reiterating that idea of being kind over and over again into this kind of mantra it becomes the culture of the program. And that's what is most important is in this classroom, we're kind. And that's what we always said. And the kids always said it back to me, you know, what I would always tell them, you know, what is the most important thing that we do in our classroom? And they would say, be kind without a doubt. Be kind is the number one thing to do. At the end of this last year, we had a little award show. And if you follow us on Instagram at honoring childhood, you'll see this. I did the awards differently. I didn't do an award for who can read the best or who did the most math or who, you know, whatever. I don't care about that. I did awards based on who these children are, who is the most persistent, who is the kindest to the animals, all of these types of things. So we had one of the awards was the best leader in the classroom. Being a leader is another huge part of our room and what that means and, and what it means to really be a true leader to our friends. The little girl that got the award for the best leader, it was the it was the cutest thing ever. They were all kind of sitting at the benches and I was up there like, oh, da, 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 here's the awards, you know, 
best artist, you know, most creative, all these types of things. And so I get to this one and I say, all right. So everyone, I'm really excited to give this award. And this award is going to someone really amazing in our classroom. And then I say our best leader in the classroom is, and then I say the girl's name and she jumps up and she's like, I knew it. And it was like so funny because we talk about it so much in the classroom about being kind, about being a leader, about being these types of important things in our community of our classroom and just seeing them be so excited about getting recognition for that was really, really great. So let's make that kind environment with them. Let's instill this idea of kindness is key. Kindness is number one. That is the most important thing that these children can learn when they're with us. Forget it. Forget the academic activities. Forget if they can name all their letters. Forget if they can add all their math problems. All of that. Forget all of that. The most important thing that we can do for these children is make sure that they understand that kindness is the most important thing for them to do in their life. They can do whatever they want to do. I tell them all the time, you can do whatever you want to do in this classroom, in your life. Anything that you want to be, anything that you want to do is beautiful and perfect as long as you are kind. And that's what we should be teaching our children. That's what we should be teaching them. And these are some ways that we can do it, instilling this idea of kindness in them through daily mantras, through daily mindfulness, through daily intention creating, all of that. It's super, super important. So I'm going to share a little bit more about this throughout the weeks and kind of build this into some sort of some sort of guide or some sort of something that we can be that we can have tangible and that we can share with each other. But I really wanted to talk with you guys just a little bit about what it means to me and what it means to my classroom. So please, as always, please reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's share. What do you think about this idea? Do you do anything like this in your program? I'd love to share with you guys. Follow us on Instagram at Honoring Childhood. Follow us on Instagram at Embracing Childhood Podcast. DM us, share, tag, comment. Let's talk. Let's start this conversation. Hey, do you want to come on the pod and talk to me? Shoot me a message. Let's make it happen. I would love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I love the opportunity to have this conversation with you guys. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye.